Isaiah 5, verse 20 says, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness. Disney's new FX series, Little Demon, which is a cartoon, features a woman who is impregnated by Satan and gives birth to an Antichrist daughter. We will analyze this program and many other news stories on today's edition of End of the Age. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of End of the Age. Now, I just want to tell everybody up front, I basically live in the news all day. Global news, not just local, but all over the world. And I have read some crazy things over the years and heard some just far out stories and just when I think, hey, I've pretty much heard it all, I don't think I can get shocked or nothing will, you know, nothing's going to stun me because I pretty much heard everything. Then something comes along that blows me out of the water one more time. And so I'm going to cover a story today, many stories, but the first one I'm going to cover is about this new FX series. The Christian Post They said that one million moms have issued an urgent warning to parents in response to Disney's new FX series. The series is called Little Demon. Now, right there, it makes me think, I don't want to have anything to do with it. I don't want my kids, I don't want my grandkids to have anything to do with this. But there are parents out there that would say, well, who cares? You know, it's just a little, it's a Disney, right? Disney's going way woke. Disney's going way off the deep end. I mean, this is nothing I'm sure like old Walt Disney wanted it to be with Snoopy or with, um, not Snoopy, I guess, but uh, Goofy and Daffy Duck and all this other stuff. So what happened? Well, Disney's new FX series, Little Demon, it features, like I said, a woman who is impregnated by Satan and gives birth to an antichrist daughter and carries graphic violence and nudity. Now, this is a cartoon. And it also makes light of hell, the topic of hell, and it makes light of the dangers of the demonic realm. Now, we've got to pause right here. Because in being in ministry for many years now, I have had people tell me that hell is not real, the shows trying to make it out like, or, or songs, you've heard them, ACDC's Highway to Hell, or many of these other um, different just things in society that are making hell, this eternal place of torment, to be something that, oh, it's just, you know, 
It's, it's just a figment of your imagination. It's really going to be a big party. It's eternal bliss. No, listen to me. Listen very closely. Hell is very real. People will spend eternity there in eternal torment, in the flames of hell. The Bible says, where the fire is not quenched and the worm dieth not. It's a place of eternal torment. Now you say, well, Dave, I, I, I've heard you guys say that, but you know, I, I, I just don't agree with it. Well, that's fine. You don't have to agree with it. But that does not change the Word of God. The Word of God teaches us about a place of eternal torment. I do not want anybody listening to me to go there. Hell, that, that hell is a dreadful place, it's undeniable. The conditions in hell are described throughout the Bible as eternal fire. Matthew 25, 41, unquenchable fire. Uh, Matthew 3, 12, shame and everlasting contempt. Daniel 12, 2, a place where a fire is not quenched. That'd be um, Mark chapter 9, by what, verses 44 through 49. A place of torment and fire. Luke 16, 23 and 24. Eternal destruction. 2 Thessalonians 1, 9. A place where the smoke of their torment goes up forever and ever. People that receive the mark of the beast in Revelation 14, 10 through 11. And a lake of fire burning with sulfur where the wicked are tormented day and night forever and ever. That's Revelation uh, twenty ten, when it talks about Satan's cast there where the Antichrist and false prophet have already been there for a thousand years. And Jesus himself indicated that punishment in hell is just as everlasting as life in heaven. Matthew 25, 46. So to have a program on television, a cartoon. Now I'm going to get deep off into this because I want you guys to understand the ramifications of this horrible, terrible programming that's on television. For somebody to come along and make hell out to be, well, you know, just no big deal. Listen to me. Listen very closely. There is an enemy of your soul that would love to see you and your family in this place of eternal torment. He's headed there. But Satan's an unbeliever. He, he thinks that he'll be able to, to fight against the Messiah, Jesus Christ, when he comes and to overcome him. That's been his goal for thousands of years, but it's not going to happen. When the Lord comes back, plants his feet upon the Mount of Olives, he's going to defeat, defeat Satan, he's going to defeat the Antichrist and his world-governing armies. The kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and we will crown him Lord of lords and King of kings, because there's nothing that can compare to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. There's nothing that can even compete. I mean, that's just a, that's a crazy thought even, that anything to, could even compete with him. But he taught us that there is a place called hell. And for these TV shows to come out, and for a parent to actually even contemplate letting their child watch such debauchery and lies and filth, I wouldn't do that. The Bible talks about those that not only participate in these things, but that have pleasure in them that do them. 
You've got to stay away from these kinds of things, folks, especially in these last days. You say, well, TV won't affect my child. Oh, don't, don't think it won't. I promise you it will. It's spirits that you're allowing into your home. And they are very, very destructive. You wonder why some children and parents even act like they do. It's because they've allowed themselves to be subject to these spirits. And these are things that we will be warring against in the future. The Bible says we don't war against flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness in high places, powers, principalities. And we'll talk more about this FX program when we get back because it's very serious. There are many programs coming out like this, things we should be watchful for. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to endtime.com slash future or call 800 endtime That's 800-363-8463. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills. But God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV. And now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End of the Age television and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end-time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME. Or visit endtime.com slash events for more information. I'm going to get back off into this XFX program, Little Demon, in just a moment. Before I do... I want to let you know, everybody up in the South Bend, Indiana area, my wife and I, my mother-in-law, Judy Baxter, and my sister-in-law will be there this weekend. Uh, That's Saturday evening, September 10th at 7 p.m. I'll be teaching the Antichrist Socialistic Kingdom. Sunday morning, September 11th at 10 a.m., we'll be going through some breaking prophetic news. And wow, what a time we will have. We've been going to South Bend for years And we will be there this Saturday and Sunday. So look forward to having all the familiar gang back out to our South Bend conference. I know I've had calls and different things, people saying that they were going to meet us there and driving from a long way away. So if you're in, I guess it would what be uh, southwest, southeast Michigan on the southern border down there. 
uh, northeast, northwest Indiana. I uh, would look forward to seeing you. I guess that would be southwest Michigan, northwest um, Indiana. Look forward to meeting you guys down there. Maybe some of you from Illinois would want to come over. Uh, South Bend, Indiana, Indiana, up anybody by Gary, Portage, any of those places, Valparaiso. Uh, look forward to seeing you guys in South Bend this weekend, and God bless you, and be safe as you travel to that conference. Now, this FX program, I'm, I'm almost beside myself when I read this this morning. I, I actually read it, I think, about yesterday, and I thought, man, I've got to talk about that because... This, this is getting way, way, way out of hand. Nothing like this would have ever been played on television years ago. I mean, come on. But promoting Satan, promoting and, and making a, a laughable cartoon, promoting demonic um, uh, exorcisms and just witchcraft and all this horrible stuff. In the show, this FX show, Little's Demon, they make light of the demonic realm. Now imagine setting little Johnny or Susie down in front of the television set and say, okay, we're going to watch Little Demon today. And they make light of the demonic realm. Can you imagine what that's doing to that little child's mind? Why would you ever even put out a television show like this? It's because you have an agenda. They're not just doing it because they need something else to do, right? 1 John 5, 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. It appears as if Hollywood is almost a pulpit for Satan anymore. They'll go to no end to grab a hold of a, of a, a community of people, a society, and to be a, a, some kind of this horrible moral compass when they, they can't stay married, I mean, every, every, when somebody in Hollywood stays married more than a, a few years, it's like celebrated, unbelievable. You, you're in Hollywood and you stayed married for five years. I wouldn't want to pattern my life after that. And so, but making in this uh, program, the FX series Little Demon, making light of the demonic realm, when you know there's an enemy of your soul that's trying to destroy you and your family with every little vice he can get in. Ephesians 6.12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but here's what we're wrestling against, folks. We're wrestling really against spirits, principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world. There is a horrible demonic spiritual realm that you will fight in prayer and in fasting and in devotion in the Word of God. And against spiritual wickedness in high places, these are very real. And for television shows to come out and make light of that, what are they thinking? This article goes on to say that I had read, I read many of these articles, through its adult animated sitcom series, which debuted last week on FXX. Disney is introducing viewers, including children who might stumble across the series, to a world of demons, witches, and sorcery. The Bible tells us clearly in Isaiah chapter 8, 19 through 22, of a spiritual realm that is not godly. It warns us 
not to participate in witchcraft or consult with mediums, but to call on God. Deuteronomy 18, 10-12 warns us to avoid witchcraft in all forms. It says, There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire, or that useth divination, or any or an uh, observer of the times, or an enchanter, or a witch, or a charmer, or a consulter of familiar spirits, or a wizard, or a necromancer. For all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. Even in 2022, folks. And because of these abominations, the Lord thy God doth drive them out from before thee. So it's an abomination unto God, to de- it's totally against God. It's, it is the spirit of Antichrist to deal in these types of things. They will lead you away from Christ and into hell, which we talked about earlier. Now, I know hell is not a popular subject. I understand that. I don't really like to talk about it, but it's in the Bible. And we need to make sure, because hell will put a bit of or I hope so, it, put, it puts an element of fear that I don't want to go there. I mean, I don't serve God because I'm a, I want just on a fire escape. I serve God because I love Him. He's blessed me. He died for me on the cross. He gave me a plan of salvation. I serve God because I love Him and I want to have a relationship with Him and I want to spend eternity with Him. He's my best friend. But, on the other hand, there is a place called hell that I don't want to go to. And I don't want anybody listening to End Time Ministries, the End of the Age program, to go there either. So, in the face of peer pressure not to talk about these things, I simply am not going to skip over any scriptures. Any. There's not one scripture in the Bible that we're going to skip over. We can't walk on eggshells. We can't tiptoe through the tulips because I uh, I might get censored somewhere. I can't do that. Any man of God or woman of God that is bound by God to be an apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, and evangelist, they're bound by God to preach the whole word of God, line upon line, precept upon precept. And so when we come to a, 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 a situation like this where they would put out a show where young children, even an adult, I mean, why would an adult want to watch this mess? But man, I first thought, there's, I've got to talk about this. Because there is a literal hell where people will spend eternity in. And I don't want to see anybody go there. I don't want to see anybody go there. Now, church leaders. It's another uh, news source. They said that the, in this uh, uh, television program that Parks and Recreation star, I guess her name's Aubrey... Plaza. She's the a Hollywood person who's doing the voice for Laura, who is um, she. Laura is this antichrist figure in this cartoon. This Aubrey Plaza shared in an interview at the San Diego's Comic Con that she loves that we are normalizing paganism. Okay, now paganism, not a good thing. She said Laura is a pagan. This character in the show, and she's a witch. So she's trying to normalize this type of lifestyle in our society. Creator Kieran Vala shared why they landed 
on the Antichrist character as being 13 years old. That's not just by accident. They pre-planned this character to be a 13-year-old. And they said, we eventually found that 13-year-old was the best place to kind of center the story just because it was like the most um, thematically, thematically rich area to kind of go into. Why? They're focused on the family. Creator Seth Kirshner shared the intent that in, they intentionally that they took this to ensure the pagan animated series was focused on the family dynamic. Satan has a child by a woman in this cartoon, and they have this Antichrist daughter. Folks, Leviticus 19.26 says, Nor shall you practice divination or soothsaying. To practice divination, to uncover these hidden knowledge by supernatural means. Study of the stars, all this crazy stuff. Divination is a sin. Therefore, a Christian should avoid any practice relating to divination. Fortune telling, astrology. I don't go and say, hey, I'm a Leo. Let me see what's going to happen in my life. I avoid that stuff like the plague. I'm a Christian. Christians shouldn't be dealing in that kind of stuff. Witchcraft, tarot cards, necromancy, or um, communicating with the dead to find out what your future is going to be, and spell casting. Christians should avoid that stuff like it was, or worse than leprosy. That stuff will take you straight to hell. You can't deal with that kind of stuff. Christians should focus on their relationship with God. The the thesis of the entire Bible, my relationship with God, my relationship with my fellow man. Those are the things you're working on in this life. I've got to get my relationship with God right, and I've got to get my relationship with my fellow man. And they're both both dependent upon each other. The Bible says if you don't forgive your fellow man, how can God forgive you? So you've got to work on both relationships. I'm not worried about Satan. I'm not worried about his, his demonic realm. Why would I even want to focus on that? I do, I do not read books. I do not read, I will not allow myself to read a book that deals with um, demonic possession and all this um, witchcraft or any of that kind of stuff. I'm not going to open my mind up to that. And I certainly am not going to watch anything that would deal that. Especially, I can't even dream of allowing my kids or my granddaughters. I'm going to have three granddaughters as of January. I have my, Holly will have her third child in January. My three granddaughters. They're, they're angels. Why would I even contemplate letting somebody, one of my granddaughters, watch something like this crazy mess and get that thoughts in their head? Maybe witchcraft is okay. Maybe hell isn't such a bad place. You see what I'm saying? It's the message behind all of this. Totally destructive, demonic. Satan pushing his message. Hell's not such a bad place. It's not going to be so bad to go there. It's going to be a big party. No, it's not. It's going to be horrible torment for eternity. Never ending. Romans chapter 1, 18 through 32. For the wrath of God is revealed against heaven, against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it unto them, for the invisible things of God from the creation of the world 
are clearly seen. This creation shows us that's there a God. People can deny God all they want, but the creation manifests that there is a God. The Bible says, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that no one has an excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God. All of this great creation around us, but I don't want God in my life. Neither were they thankful, but became what would happen? They became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened to where they couldn't even see the truth anymore. They actually began to hate the truth and love the darkness. Professing themselves to be wise, hey, we're smarter than everybody. We've got the answers. The Bible says they became fools. And they changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like a, as if it were an incorruptible or a corruptible man. And the weird things, carvings, birds, four-footed beasts, creeping things. But what happened? God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie. The Bible says there's a hell. But they would say, oh, there's no hell. It's not really real. And they worshiped and served the creature, Satan, and his demonic realm, and what they wanted, and they served men more than the Creator. Folks, you got to get it right with your Creator. If you're going to spend eternity with Him, you better be working on that relationship. doesn't matter what mankind thinks. What matters is, what does God think? When I look at these stories in the news, and I look at the Bible, I'm going with the Bible every time. The Bible says, more than the Creator who is blessed forever. Amen. The Bible says, for this cause. God gave them up to vile affections. For even the women changed the natural use which was against nature. Likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another. Men with men, that which is unseemly, receiving them themselves, that recompense of error which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain, this is very important, even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, what did God do? God turned them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, deceit, debate, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implicable, unmerciful. These are the things that happen when people do not like to acknowledge God and turn away from Him and start worshiping the creature more than our Creator. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. 
When you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99, you can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the Prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. You know, everyone, I saved Revelation, uh, I'm sorry, Romans chapter 1, verse 32. I saved that until the other side of the break on purpose because I wanted to be able to spend a little bit of time just on that verse because I know this verse is overlooked many times and people don't get the full effect of Romans 1, 32. But it goes down through all these things that people who don't like to acknowledge God as our creator, they don't like to keep God in their knowledge, they just turned away from God. And God turned them over to do horrible things because he couldn't help them. He tried to help them, they rejected him, and so he said, you're going to be left to your own devices. Well, verse 32 says, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death. Now, we're talking about spiritual death. These people, you go out and commit uh, a murder or whoredom or whatever, you don't die today, right? There are people in prison that committed murder, and they're going to be there for 25 years, whatever. These things, don't, they don't necessarily die today, but it's like Adam and Eve. Jesus said, the day you do this, you're going to die. You eat of that apple, you're going to die. They didn't die immediately that day. But they began the process, they spiritual death, they lost their sonship. So what happens here is you have these people where did all these debauchous sins because they didn't want to acknowledge God. They didn't want to recognize Him as God and believe Him and trust Him and get God in their heart as much as they could. So keep Him, retain Him in their knowledge. So the Bible says that they that commit such things, they're worthy of death. They're worthy of a spiritual death and they're worthy not to make it to heaven. But then listen at this, the last part of this, the last two little phrases here are what a lot of people skip because people on the outside looking at it in would think, hey, yeah, those people, they, deserve, they sinned, they deserve not to make it, right? But listen at this, the Bible says not only them that do the same, but those that have pleasure in them that do them. Now you say, whoa, 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 hold on a second. Run that by me one more time. The Bible says that there are the, the Lord, because they people did not like to retain knowledge, their, God and their knowledge, they 
brushed him outside, don't want anything to do with you, God, that God said, okay, you're going to be in backbiters and thieves and murderers and all this other stuff. So you think, well, I mean, hey, that's not me, right? But I'll watch television programs, I'll watch different things, and I'll feed on stuff where people are doing all that, and I'm going to have pleasure in it. The Bible says not only those that do those things, it's, it's Romans 1, 32, but those that have pleasure in them that do them. So, am I going to watch or allow my kids or my grandkids to watch a program from Disney that is about a little demon, called a little demon, about a Satan, satanic figure that has a child and it's the Antichrist and it's going to be about demonology and all these other horrible things? No way. I'm not going to have pleasure in that. I'm not going to revel in the fact that hell might not be real. So, I know it's not a popular subject, but I wanted to kind of cover this with a sense of gravity today because there is an enemy of your soul that wants to send you and your family to a place he's going to. And he hates you. He hates your children and does not want to see them make it to heaven, does not want to see them obey the Word of God, go to a a true Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church. He does not want to see them... um, retain God in their knowledge and have Bible studies and prayer time and be devoted to God and make it to heaven. Satan doesn't want any of that. He wants all of us to go straight to his future home. And that's what he's doing. He's going to and fro trying to destroy who he can. And Hollywood appears to be one of his major pulpits, not the only one but one of his major pulpits, and I choose not to participate in that horrible, debauchous stuff. And I hope you don't either. Okay. Now, I know I spent a lot of time on that, but guys, come on. We can't watch that kind of junk. All right. The next subject. Prophesied world religion. There's so much going on in the news right now. Prophesied world religion supports the prophesied world religion. Government. Revelation chapter 13 is Satan's effort to establish his kingdom here on the earth. Revelation 13, 1 through 8 is devoted to the world government, the seven-headed ten-horned beast, and the leader of that world government, the Antichrist. And the entity from which it derives its power, which is the dragon or Satan. Then when you get to Revelation 13, 11 through 12, John said, well, hey, I beheld another beast. It's not the seven-headed ten-horned beast or the Antichrist, but I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth. He had two horns like a lamb, spake like a dragon. So he's going to look, when you think of the lamb in the Bible, sure, you think of Jesus Christ, the lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. But this is not that kind of a lamb. He's going to look like a religious figure. He's going to look all well-dressed, put together. When you see him on television, you'll think, That guy's religious. He's recognizable, a religious figure. But the Bible says when he speaks, he's going to speak like the dragon. Now, he's going to have satanic message. 
And this is where you better know the word of God in the end time. Because Jesus said, take heed that no man deceives you, for many will even come in my name, saying, hey, I'm Christ-like, I am, I'm a Christian, but they're going to be deceiving many. Now think about that. There are so many quote-unquote Christian churches out there, they say they're Christian, but they're not teaching the full truth. Okay? You need to make sure you're going to a true Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church in the end time. Now, I know, again, I know that's not super popular. Ecumenism, interfaithism, everybody, they want to say, hey, everybody, everybody, regardless of what you believe in, everybody's going to make it to heaven. But that's not what Scripture says. And there are churches today that will say God, but uh, don't ask them to mention Jesus. Okay? You know what I'm saying? It's true. And so the Bible says this figure here, he's going he's gonna to look like a lamb, but he's going to speak like the dragon. And the Bible says he will exercise all the power of the first beast before him. Where does the first beast before him derive its power from? Satan. The Bible says he, that Satan, the dragon, will give it its seat, power, and great authority. So this second beast, this religious figure, will exercise all the power of the first beast before him, the power behind the world government, and causes... What's he going to do? What's his goal? He will cause the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast, to pledge allegiance to, to go along with the world governing body. There's going to be a world religion established that will support and advocate. It's going to use their religious influence over the religions of the world to get them to bow down to and pledge allegiance to the Antichrist and his world governing system. I remember years ago, Robert Mueller, right here on uh, Politics and Religion, back when it was called Politics and Religion, back in the late 90s, we started on the radio in 98, my father-in-law started here in the Dallas area uh, on a 100,000-watt blowtorch of a radio station. And then we went, it went crazy around the nation. But in, in 99, one year after we started the program here on the radio, my father-in-law interviewed a guy named Robert Mueller, who was the Assistant Secretary General to the Secretary General of the United Nations in 99. He told my father-in-law, he said, Irvin, we've brought this world government as far as we can politically. What we need is to gather the religions of the world together and have like a United Nations of Religions because the leaders of those religions, the priests, the pastors, the um, rabbis, all these different people, when they're in times of crisis, they go to their own deities for help. But... We want them looking to the world government. That's what he's saying. We need the religions of the world to use their influence to get the, religion, the religions of the world, regardless of what they believe, they need to come together in unity, have a united nations of religions. That's what he said. That was the quote. And now we see that happening, folks. What Robert Mueller talked about in late 99 is exactly what's happening today. Revelation 17.3 gives another picture of this union of politics and religion in the end. This world religious system and this world government. Revelation 17.3 said, uh, John said, So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, 
and I saw a woman. The woman in Revelation 17 is the false religious system in the end time. John said, I saw this woman sit on a scarlet-colored beast having names of blasphemy, and it had seven heads, seven heads and ten horns. That's the world-governing body from Revelation 13. So John saw this union of politics and religion, this world government, world religion, in complete alliance with each other. And the Bible says in Revelation 13, 11 and 12, that this world religious system would use its influence to get the religions of the world to pledge allegiance to the Antichrist and his world governing system. La Prensia Latina. It's a news source. They published an article. Kazakhstan expects 3,000 pilgrims from around the world for a papal visit. What's going on in Kazakhstan? The largest republic in Central Asia and where Islam is is the main creed expects about 3,000 people from all over the world to be on hand for Pope Francis' visit in, uh, I think it's September 13th through the 15th. And they're going to take part in the Seventh World Congress of Leaders of World and Traditional Religions. More than 100 delegations from 50 countries, including spiritual leaders from the traditional world religions of Islam, Christianity, Buddhism, Judaism, Hinduism, Taoism, Zoroastrians, Shintoism, as well as political public figures, representatives of international organizations are to attend the Congress. That's according to the Kazakh ministry. There will be four working sessions on the role of religions in strengthening spiritual and moral values, religious education, studies to promote the peaceful coexistence of religions. I don't see how that could ever happen, but they're trying. Counter-extremism, radicalism, terrorism, especially in religious grounds, and the contribution of women to welfare and this, listen to this very closely, and sustainable development of society. Now, let's, let's throw the brakes on right there. Sustainable development society. So they're having this big world religious system. It's going to be all these hunt, delegations from many, many different types of religions. They all believe the, the different. Some of them believe in one or two or three gods. Some of them believe in thousands of gods. They all believe somehow or another they're going to be off into eternity wherever their eternal bliss is. And they're all going to make it somewhere uh, when their Messiah figure or whatever comes back or whatever they worship. The sun, the moon, the stars, the rocks, the earth, whatever. But they are all coming together to work on the sustainable development of society. Now, remember the the prophecies of a world religion and a world government in the end time. I've been part of the end time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. Endtime is a small nonprofit that runs a high traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. 
We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Can you, can you see what's going on, everybody? These prophecies are 2,000 years old. And John prophesied of a world religious system that would be established, a world government, and that they would be in complete alliance with each other, and the world religion would, be, would use its influence to get the religions of the world on board with this world governing agenda and to eventually pledge allegiance to the Antichrist. Well, when you talk about the Sustainable Development Goals, they used to be called the Millennium Development Goals, now there's the Sustainable Development Goals. The United Nations is preaching, preaching, preaching the Sustainable Development Goals, sustainability, at which it's all based on wealth redistribution. They, I, I've got articles and different things from the United Nations And they say it absolutely will not be possible without the redistribution of the wealth of the planet. Redistribution of wealth is one of the main major planks of socialism. And we know that's what they're trying to do. The United Nations is a totally socialistic organization. It has been from the very inception. I'm not going to go into all that. I'm teaching a lesson Saturday night in South Bend on the Antichrist socialistic kingdom. And this is what's happening in the end time. We're watching this happening right now. 2,000-year-old prophecy. The United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. Sustainability. That's what the big attack on coal-fired power plants and gasoline and oil and everything is here in the United States. It's Joe Biden's efforts and his, the establishment, the deep state, it's their efforts to align the United States up with the Sustainable Development Goals of the United Nations. It's World Government 101. The Sustainable Development Goals, the socialistic blueprint of the United Nations to govern every single person on the planet. What you consume, what you produce, how much you consume, how much you can produce, and they want to control everything. It's what the Great Reset's all about. It's what the Council for Inclusive Capitalism is all about. It's what Build Back Better is all about. It's what ESG or environmental, social, and governance is all about. It's all about push. They're all working together. Go to the um, Linda Forrester Rothschild's Council for Inclusive Capitalism website. She says, hey, we're working with the World Economic Forum. We're working together with them to advocate for and to push the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. Okay? Now you have all these religions meeting in Kazakhstan with international organizations. Every religion you could probably name. The Pope is going to speak there. They're going to have four big meetings. He's going to do some big mass while he's there. All this other stuff. It's pomp and circumstance. To do what? For the world religious system that's being created, interfaithism and ecumenism, 
to advocate for and to get the religions of the world on board with the world governing body and to advocate for that. This is what's happening, folks. This is what's happening in our world. You want to know what's really going on? I talked to one of them. I just moved into a new house. Finally bought a house. Thank God. He blessed me with a home. And I was talking to one of my new neighbors. And I told him what I did. Work right up here at End Time Ministries. He was like, what's that? You know, what's the, what the, and I, I was telling him what I do. And he was like, he started going crazy. This world, there's going to be a war. And this world's in chaos. And the country's divided and just... And I was like, I was just trying to introduce myself. Man, he just went. <laughs> and, of course, we had a real, very interesting conversation once I told him what I did. But the thing is, it all comes down to Satan establishing his kingdom here on the earth. The world government, all of this stuff, all this lies and propaganda that comes from the United Nations, it all comes from Satan himself. Satan's the father of lies. The truth is not in him. And the world religious system, it's all based on a lie. You say, well, 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 hold up, Dave. They're religious. I know they're religious. But the goal of all of this, they do not care if there's peace among the religions. They want everybody to bow the knee to this world governing system. That's what this is all about. You've got Pope Francis coming out and saying, everybody needs to repent for the sins against our environment, the sins against our environment, what does they even mean? He believes, or he's pushing, that the earth is actually part of our human family. I've got articles stating all of this, folks. I've got documentation that the earth and the, the wind and the, the water and the soil and all this other stuff is part of our human family, and we're sinning against them by somehow destroying them. Now, we're supposed to use oil from the earth. God made all that stuff. And we had engineers that God gave them the ingenuity to take oil, this dark black stuff in the ground, and be able to use it to make gasoline and run a car. You know why? Because I use airplanes and cars and different things to get me to places to speak and win souls and build the kingdom of God. So... I'm glad somebody created all that stuff. Satan's trying to, Satan is trying to twist and turn all this stuff so he can just get control of people. And you've got to think about this, really, what's going on here. And the, the human-induced, the, the absolute hoax. Hoax is a nice word for a lie. The absolute lie from the United Nations and everything else that humans, human-induced global warming is leading to climate change, which is going to destroy the planet. I had another article here uh, from the United Nations. I think it was. No, it was from um, the Jerusalem Post. Climate change is the biggest threat to Earth, an international poll finds. Why does the international poll find that? And they might have went to a United Nations organ, uh, you know, meeting to, to get this poll. I mean, it, who knows about anything about these polls nowadays? But the thing is, is that they've, they're getting it in people's minds. I mean, let me ask you, are you afraid that we are using the resources of the planet so much that there will be nothing less left for future generations? And that because you're driving an SUV, 
and there's a coal-fired power plant down the road, and you're putting off so many emissions that you're causing the planet to heat up to such a point where it's going to burn up and go away? I'm telling you right now, according to Scripture, that's not going to happen. The Bible says as long as the earth remains, that everything is going to go along just like it is. Heat, cold, summer, winter, fall, planting, harvesting, all of this stuff's going to happen. It's going to continue on. There's no way we're going to deplete the resources. God can add, if we started to deplete the resources, God can add them all, add more. God could, if God wanted to, God could create a million more dinosaurs. If this is where oil comes from, God could create a million more dinosaurs, have them die off again, and create billions and billions and billions and trillions of tons of oil so we could keep on functioning. Why? Because we're human beings. God loves human beings. He wants us to be able to function. This, the, the earth is going to be here for at least another thousand years. So all of this cooked up propaganda from the United Nations is all about control. That's what it's all about, folks. The reason they're pushing electric cars and electric this and solar that and move off the oil and gas industry, it's all propaganda to get you scared out of your mind so you will get on the bandwagon and start bowing down to the edicts. The, I, I heard the Pope come out and he's, he's pushing, um, he's got this seven-year Laudato Si plan. Laudato Si is an encyclical that the Pope published not just to archbishops of the Catholic Church, but to every person on the planet. This encyclical that we would, he, he, in the encyclical, Laudato Si, he gives this horrible, you know, the, earth, the humans are causing the planet to just get to the point where it's just a horrible catastrophe and all these hurricanes and floods and all these different things. Anything that happens in, in the uh, weather that we can blame it on human-induced global warming, which leads to climate change. And what he says, though, all the way down, I mean, it's like, I don't know how many... Seventy-some thousand words. I remember. I read it so many times. I wrote an article on it years ago. I, I actually wrote several on them. But the Pope Francis was saying that in the encyclical, this was 2015, the year the Sustainable Development Goals were adopted. I might add, and the Paris Climate Agreement in December of that year. That to manage all of this because humans are harming the planet so much that we need a true um, global political authority to manage all this. His answer to all of this was a strengthened world government. It's in the encyclical. You can go read it. And so, world, got world religion being established to get everybody on board with this world government system. The Sustainable Development Goals, the United Nations Socialistic Blueprint... To govern the whole planet. Well, now here in this in the uh, in Kazakhstan, they're having this giant religious meeting with these international corporations and all these different international entities, and they're coming together so that they can work on the sustainable development of society. It's Bible prophecy 101, folks. We're seeing it coming to pass right before our very eyes. 
It's one more way we can prove we're just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ. Also, the United States is going to stand with Israel in the end time. Revelation 12, 14. You know that the, um, back in Daniel chapter 7, lion with eagle's wings, bear, four-headed leopard, a ten-horned beast. The eagle's wings plucked out of the Great Britain is the United States, the lion's Great Britain. The eagle's wings in end time Bible prophecy, the United States, modern day nation. Revelation 12, 14. The Bible says when um, there's a war in heaven, Satan's bound to the earth. And to the woman, Israel, were given two wings of a great eagle, the United States, that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place, where she is nourished for time, times, and half a times. So I read a couple articles in the Jerusalem Post. The Bible says that Israel buys refueling tankers that will help it attack America's nuclear sites. That's one of the things that Israel has lacked, is a way to refuel her planes so she could do a long, long-range bombing runs. Well, now they've made a deal where she can buy this. And another article I want to talk about, because both of these talk about the unification of... The, the next one I'm talking about is the um, U.S. simulates the Middle East bombing run in the Iran tensions. They're both talking about the, uh, the alliance of the United States and Israel in the end time, protecting each other, having each other's back against Iran. Uh, just today I read an article about the U.S. simulated a Middle East bombing run amid these Iran tensions. And Iran, yeah, and the, um, there were two B-52 Stratus fortresses, strategic bombers, that were supported by 16 different entities, airplanes, and Israel was among them, showing the alliance between Israel and the United States, our unbreakable bond, irregardless of the fact that Joe Biden's in there and he's anti-Israel. Regardless, the Bible says the United States will stand with Israel all the way throughout the end time. Folks, I, I've got tons of more, lots of um, articles I could go through letting you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, we are in the end time. And we'll go through more of them over the next few days. But, wow, I cannot wait to see Jesus split the clouds and come back and get us all. Uh, because it's just getting a little crazy out there, don't you think? God bless. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463 or visit us online at endtime.com.